fresh off San Diego and Comic Con. Yeah. Um, that was a fun little trip. Uh, Did you walk around? You know what? I got in pretty late Friday night, um, just in time for my gig. And uh, you know, it's funny. I the the night started off really kind of interesting because I was getting blown up at like ten forty five about where you at, where you at, and mm. I was. I was supposed to be on 11 to close, what I was told. Um, but then everybody's like, nah, start time is 1030. And mm. it's like, you kind of take the fault, but it wasn't really your fault. And so at that point, you just got to do a good enough job and have them forget about it. So, yeah. Um, it was dope. I didn't see anything crazy costume-wise uh, mm. other than the the cocktail waitresses were in theme. But outside of that, didn't see nothing crazy. Uh, when I left, though, that was a different story. On Monday? Uh no, uh, when I left uh, the club, uh, I was at Sidebar on Friday night. Okay. When I was done and you walk outside to the oh, streets. yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. everybody's trying to get a slice of pizza mm-hmm. or do whatever. And the makeup's running. <laughs> and, like, people are, you don't know if they're, like, in character, like, hunched over or not. But they're just drunk. And uh, they, you got the crumble cam. You know what I mean? Everybody yeah. kind of falling apart. Jeez. So yeah, it, was, um, it was interesting, to say the least, to <laughs> see, like, you know, Superman. You know, just like wobbling around, like brother, That's why don't awesome. you fly home? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like being on Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah, Pretty on a normal much. night. <laughs> on a normal, just a regular day. Week. A regular Wednesday night, two p.m. Thursday. Yeah, and then um, fast forward, I was there uh, Sunday night as well at El Chingon, and mm-hmm. uh, saw a good amount of drunk people in costume, for sure. Which is crazy because most people get there by Thursday for Comic Con, right? Yeah, so I mean, think by I, Sunday, I want to say out. it started like Wednesday, Thursday. And um, and and everybody stuck around. Shout out to DJ Amen. He was out there. He's like super into the. I mean, I'm sure he'll he'll be fine if I say this, but he's like a super geek into like all the characters yeah. and the the comic books. Was he in and, costume? Uh, I don't. Was he in costume? That's a good question. I got to double check on mm. that. But I'm sure he has something that like was like low key. It's still cool, but like it, it like has some sort of significance to it. Yeah. Um. But he he had even told me he kind of bragged about having like a. Like all access pass, and I was like, oh, "That's, shit. that's okay. cool, bro." Like major he, move. Yeah, he was there for for a while, and I think he he did Sunday at uh, Sidebar. So, oh, yeah. dope. Comic Con was cool, man. Dope, Can't dope, complain. Dope. San Diego yeah. was fun. San Diego. Comic-Con. By the way, this is episode five. Welcome to the Mickey D Show. <laughs> I am DJ Danger Zone. Oh my this God. is to my left, Mickey War, and to my right, DJ Row. Yes, sir. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so before we really get into it, we uh, appreciate. We, we had a lot of good feedback. Um, a lot of guys reposting. We appreciate the repost. Yep, yeah, yep. Need you know, we we need that. You know, be spread the good word. The views look great. Or the, I mean, the numbers look great. So you know, before well, we get they? into it, please. We don't even know. We're I mean, well, you uh, whatever I've seen on YouTube. Yeah. Well, YouTube hits are pretty YouTube, good. They're pretty good. Yeah. Pretty yeah. good. They're definitely good so, for starting off. So yeah, if, if you guys like what's going on, please feel free to share. Yeah, repost, we need those. Tag us. You know, we'll show you love back. Those um, IG stories, bro. And and I think uh I, yeah, we need we need our IG stories to be popping. That's where all the that's where all the engagement is. Exactly. Did you guys get any smoke? No? No, I'm yeah. not. But you know what? You know, we haven't. Give it a week. Let's see what happens. We'll give it a week. Yeah. All right. We're still waiting for some yeah. smoke. Yeah. Yeah. Um smoke, feedback, whatever you want to call it. We appreciate it. We, we welcome everything. Topi We want but, um, smoke. <laughs> that's just I, gonna I, be a tagline from now on. I need that. So uh, I think we got another juicy topic here. Because everyone wants a residency. Everyone wants to secure the bag. Basically, our topic is if you have an opportunity to switch from one spot to the other, one spot giving you the proper hospitality, taking care of you, 
and the other one basically giving you more money. Yeah. Throwing way more money at you than the uh, than the previous spot. Do you jump ship and go over there, or do you stick with where you're comfortable, where you feel like your family, where you feel like you're at home, or go to a spot where you don't really know the people that well, but the money's shining, shining, the money's bright and it's loud. What you do know, you think, Mike? As we were talking about it in the group chat and internally, I feel like um, just for the sake of our listeners who aren't DJs also, I think this is also kind of like a crossroads between uh, keeping your kind of nine to five or having a, yeah. a, a, a boss yeah. versus kind of taking that that leap of faith into having your own business yep. or the thing that you've been thinking about for years and not sure if you want to do it, right? It's exactly. Like two different aspects. But to stick to the topic mm-hmm. uh, for for the DJs, um, I think it comes down to the the loyalty, right? Normally, mm-hmm. whoever you're with first um, is the one that's been around for I would say longer than the new, right? Mm-hmm. Unless you've had a working relationship, there's definitely some some factors that have to be there. Um, but I would think, you know, if you have to put a value to your I wouldn't even say the, the loyalty side. Maybe that's a bad way of explaining it. But there's got to be a value of money um, that is equal to the risk. Sure. Right? Yeah. Like, if I leave this new, let's just call it um, booking, a, or not booking agencies, but, but uh, event group, if okay. you will. And if I'm leaving them for a new venue, um, but this venue is branding my name bigger and they're making it all about me and they're giving my own party. Um, but the money doesn't match up with this new venue, mm-hmm. but they got bigger artists or they got bigger names. Like maybe I, you know, I'm just going to be a small fish in a, this new big pond versus being the big fish in the small pond, mm-hmm. you know, does the financial difference and the contractor longevity mm-hmm. balance those things yeah. out? I think, it's a decision you'd have to make there, but I would probably go with the person that's like really backing me for my brand. Because once you get lost in the sauce, kind of coming back and claiming your quote unquote, like territory or yeah. like what you were able to do. I think that's a little tougher versus there's always going to be somebody with a bigger bag. Yeah. Like, yeah. But money doesn't get you as far as, you know the the look sometimes yeah so. i would agree oh, with you perspective i'd agree with you 100 i think the uh if we're talking based off of having to choose you choose the hospitality or choose the money i think the hospitality is the longevity road you know what I'm yeah saying? just like we were talking about yeah. uh, a couple of episodes ago when we were talking about networking you know sure. building those relationships you know what i'm saying building those relationships with people who are giving you that hospitality as opposed to like you said I'm trying to secure this bag. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm like, okay, money's here today, gone tomorrow, all the time. Yes. So you know what I'm saying? Like you said, someone can introduce an opportunity, you're going to get a bigger bag tomorrow. And you'll be like, well, fuck that place. And you just signed up with that place. You know right. what I'm saying? So I think the hospitality um, is what is going to be the move long term um, than anything. So it's kind of like, I, I want to go, I'd rather do that spot. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, yeah. You know what? There's probably a reason why when Omnia, and, and don't quote me on this, this I'm just, just pure, just what I think uh, may or may not have happened. But there's probably a reason why when Omnia and, and Hakkasan opened up, why guys like Diplo, mm-hmm. names like Diplo, and it, just guys like that, why they didn't jump shit, shit from Excess, Marquee, etc. 
to the newer venues. And then there's reasons why guys like Calvin Harris did jump ship and mm. go to that, that spot, you know? And I feel like, I don't know, but I feel like someone like Diplo may have said, you know what? I'm good here. I'm comfortable. Yeah. And I, I, I would like to think Omnia threw a big bag at Diplo. Yeah. Especially at that time when the open, Diplo was still on top. Yeah. So I imagine they threw a big bag and Diplo was probably thinking, you know what? I'm, I'm good here. Mm. Like, I'm comfortable. Um, I know guys like uh, Khaled and maybe even Mustard to some degree, they, they're they not interested in leaving uh, the Tao Group properties in Vegas because mm. because they got their first break there. Yeah. You know, they, they were put on there first. Yeah, there's and, some brand and loyalty. There's some brand loyalty. Yeah. So you, you're comfortable. And at the end of the day, you see the big, you see the, the flashing lights and everything that looks good on the other side um, of the road. But... You really don't know what you're getting into. You know, it, it 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 looks good, but you don't know. You can ask people, but everyone has their own different situation. I was involved in a situation where we uh we were a part of a group and they put us on first. Mm. And uh and they took care of us. Hospitality, our relationships, we became family to them. And um so we we stuck with them. And then the opportunity came to go with another group, the the direct competitor, mm. and we were like, "Fuck, man, it's a tough and they decision." Were, and they were offering more, obviously. The money was much bigger, yeah, at that time, and uh, and it's and in in that other group was also ranked number one. Their club was ranked number one in the world. Mm. Okay, so just to add that to the situation, so it was it was as you can imagine, it was a tough decision. Some yeah. you know, you're gonna break some hearts or you know whatever. So we went with the other group. We went with the other club. Mm-hmm. And um, and we felt off the bat, they gave us good um, bookings. And then as time went, shortly as time went, it was like pretty soon, we started getting the slots that weren't the um, the best slots. Uh, and the day you can say, yeah, but you're doing that club. Like, okay, but just still, there's there's like still there's better, better slots. There, yeah. You know, there's still the, the, there's the best slot, the second different days, you know, different slots. So, so we started noticing that we picked up on that. And, um, and then we're now we starting to feel like we now we were, we're looking around the city and we're noticing there's no promo of us. Mm. There's promo of this DJ, that DJ, that DJ, but not us. Mm. Now we're starting to question like what's going on. We don't even have a go-to guy that, that greets us and, and anything you need. You know, if you guys want to go to the mall, buy some stuff, just, I mean, it's very fundamental when it comes to big clients. Yeah. Um, we didn't even have that guy. Point of contact, nothing. Um, the other place, we had that. So these are little things that make you feel, uh, that make you feel like you're part of something special. And um, and we didn't feel that. So then we started to feel about a year into it, even less than a year into it, we started to feel, well, maybe they paid us the bigger bag just to get us out of the other situation because we were their biggest issue. Every time we had a party at the at the original spot, they were struggling. So mm. they probably overpaid us, paid us that big amount just to get us out of that situation. Yeah. Well, you see that a lot in corporate structures, right? Like if uh, if um, somebody's giving Amazon a problem, they'll just buy the company. Just buy the company. Sure. Yeah. And yep. then just bury eliminate and then, the and then shelve them. So we yeah. so that's what I was getting to. We felt like we were shelved. And the day we're getting we're we're guaranteed X amount of dates a year. 
we're getting our dates, but we're not happy with the dates that we're getting. And to some degree, a lot of us DJs are like, yo, I'm just happy to DJ in that club. Yeah. And and more power to to those of us that feel that way. But when you want to get to a higher level, when you want to operate on a higher level, you want the best of the situation and you want to know how do I get to that? Yeah. So in that particular situation, we I mean, no regrets, but we probably should have stayed where we were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um the dope part about the original group we worked with after we after the contract was over and it actually ended early, a lot earlier than it was supposed to mm. something happened and it ended early um after that was ended the original uh club had welcomed us with open arms when we wanted to go pop bottles and just hang out and say yo we give you a table all good we were at one of their other locations in a different city and we said yo can you we're, we're about to pull up and eat can you take care of us Comp meal. Yeah. Yep. From the original, you know, so so that that says a lot about them. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, moving forward, I see that and I think that's where I want to be as a DJ. I want to be in a comfortable situation. Like you said, the money will be there, but I want to be in a comfortable situation where I just, where I feel like I'm being taken care of. There's a difference between staying at a five-star hotel and a Motel 6 as soon as you walk in through the door. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a comfort feeling. Not saying the other spot was a Motel 6. In fact, it was better than the original situation. (laughs) But my point is, you want to feel like you're in a comfortable environment. I'm going to assume that you left out the two groups purposely. But, I mean, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, 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 I did. And and even though this was a long time ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Just safe. I think um, for the sake of, because I'm I'm really familiar with the the last group you went to now. Mm -hmm. um, And they're kind of structure and where they've gone i also think they weren't quite ready for a group like yours because you guys you're saying when you say that you're meaning the group that offered them the more money yeah we could say that was party rock right because like yeah honestly the whether group we were like yeah would have right so party rock for those that don't know at its high at its peak rolled fucking deep like and they brought all the good-looking girls they brought at the whole squad together, the energy was like none. Everybody yeah. danced. Nobody was too cool. No. You know, except for Ian. It was yeah. like no, the, <laughs> it was like the last real party. Yeah. Party. Like they were like they were like just cool ass people that just wanted to have a good ass time and didn't mind dressing up for the situation. Matter of fact, I I would like to think that a lot of the parties today share some of the same foundations just around what you guys brought to to the city, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. And easily. um I would say in 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 the just to play devil's advocate, the new venue that you guys left to, right? Uh, as great as they were, I don't think their nightlife program at that time was prepared to take on like what you guys brought to the table in yeah. regards to how many people. Like, you know, I I, I still remember, I I want to say I went to the, one of the first show day and it just felt uncomfortable on how you guys were even positioned inside of the venue. Yeah, because it like. Being at the other venue, you knew where you were going. Mm-hmm. You knew where it was. You knew where to find everybody. Here, it was like, we don't even know how to, like, house everybody, how to sit everybody. You know, nobody really knew the situation. And of course, the point of contacting is extremely frustrating because you're like, who do I even talk to? Yeah. And I think at the time, I don't think they had that. Now, no. there's like four, well, five, six dudes that that are yeah. that play that position. They, they had turnover. The second, the, the other company, they had turnover. So there's different people running it now. 
yeah, when we yeah, were yeah. there, it was a whole different situation. Well, and and yeah. that's what I think. I don't think at the time they were ready for such a thing. Yeah. Now, you know, I think they're well equipped for those sure. and why they've been able to scale up. But, it, you know, um, I would even I would even bring up a situation like um, in this comparison, like a marshmallow, mm-hmm. right? Top of the world, probably making the most amount of money as a DJ. Yeah. I would, you would Top say? Top three, I would say. Yeah. T- Top least. three, okay. And, you know, he left. A venue to go to a new one. He's at Chaos now, right? Palms. Yeah, like, that's just public info. Sure. And um, you know, from my understanding, and this is just like maybe hearsay, um, the the push for him was, we're not just gonna give you a bag, right? Like we're not just gonna pay you. We're gonna put your face on the chips. We're gonna do your face on you know, billboards. You're, we're going to have this huge LED screen that the entire strip sees. It's going to be bigger than life. They put a whole marketing scheme They put it. a whole marketing... And, and and of course, his team, the way they do things, like, I mean, they're second to none. Yeah. Right? The way they've been able to modernize uh, how kind of the music, that category in music, like, really, like, absorbs the, the info. So, um, I don't know. I think you, it's one of those things. You know what... Uh, to to keep that convo going on, on marshmallow and I don't know if this is public information but I guess it doesn't matter because it's just it can be chalked up as opinion but um I found out that so I saw Southside was on a billboard for Chaos mm. um the producer Southside yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm like interesting you would never think someone like that a producer slash DJ you know if I saw Lex Luger on the side of the Palms I'd be like well that's that's different for for what they're trying to do over there. So I took note of it. I was like, all right. So I'm talking to um, my friend about it. And and Marshmallow comes up and 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 he says, uh, yeah, Marshmallow's working with more rappers now because mm-hmm. his manager is managing Southside now. Uh, so then I said, oh, so there's a swap going on. Yeah. So Marshmallow with all these artists, rappers that he's working with now, he has so he's getting these rappers, which is I guess is something he would have had an issue getting before. Maybe it's a lot cheaper to do it this way. Cause at the end of the day, if I'm 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 just I'm just gonna throw out an example. If I'm Tyga and Marshmallow hits me up to do a track, and I know that's that's coming from a big label, mm. I'm like, cool, 30 racks for the verse. Easy. But if I have this connection, oh, the verse is half that, or if and, and nothing, you know, if anything, you know, it's nothing. So so in return. Southside will give him the rappers, but and the manager of Marshmallow will get him slots at Chaos or wherever he can, you know, angle it and make that a part of the Marshmallow deal. So, mm. I mean, that's that's off topic, but it's kind of like a hats off to well, that thinking process and hypothetical, right? It, yeah, like, I think, but but it's normal because that's what AM used to do. Yeah, that, he, that's well, normal. He, he, in would, business. he would secure the venues and then highly recommend the people that he he knew or trusted yeah or to take he had venues, in his right? camp or whatever versus this is a situation where leveraging you know yeah. slots or positions uh at a at a at a essentially a property yeah. um in return for other work but i think i think that's more and i'm i i'm not it's, it probably is public information i don't know i, I hadn't heard about Southside going to Shalizi group which is now the the management group right mm-hmm. um and because I know they also have Roddy Rich's camp, I think, signed on with them as well. Mm. Um, and I can see that. I think that's just more like that 
that power play, the relationship, right, is there yeah. to secure, um, you know, the venue uh, and the property, essentially. Because Palms is, I don't really look at it as just chaos. Like, Palms did a whole revamp in the entire yeah, property. Yeah, it looks really yeah. nice. And it's dope. They put some great money. I've stayed there a couple times. Mm. Um, the steakhouse there is freaking amazing, you know. Um, but I think it just comes down to, you know, the the manager or, or Mo is doing what he needs to do to secure, um, you know, space for his artists and his his group. Mm-hmm. And it only makes, you know, their company stronger. Um Oh, no. Yeah, well, getting back to your whole um the whole party rock thing, um and, and the example or not the example, but what you brought up, um at that time that club, the original club that we worked with, was new. Yeah. So that would so it we we can say that it was a whole party rock movement and it was all because of us, but a lot of it, a, a good amount of it had to do with this club as well because just one of the situations where all the stars online new club party rock lmfeos booming and it's just like like you can't think of a better situation yeah and it's probably it may or may not happen again it's just one of those types of things so and to the way i see it is they didn't offer us more the original group didn't offer us more because they're like you know what we we know like we love you guys but this is where we think you're valued at and and this so is, they were given the opportunity to match they were given the opportunity to match for sure okay so and then and then fair. you know oh yeah absolutely but what that club and and that club to this day is still smart because they used to have the, the biggest names they like were part of the whole boom of edm and 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 all that um back in the days and you know whatever they were a part of that and they had so they had the biggest names and now they're like you know what Shortly after, they're like, we're good. We don't need these big names because we are a big enough club to yeah, where we ourselves. we don't need to pay these guys because now these guys want more. Yeah. If you want those big checks, go over there. Like, go get it over there. We we think it's not worth it for you to. Well, we, we're not. We're, if anything, we're breaking even. It's like it's like um, having a, your veteran uh, basketball player on your team looking to renew his contract. And you mm-hmm. kind of know he's aging. Yeah. He's exactly. had a couple injuries. Exactly. Yeah. And with all due respect to the Party Rock yeah. brand, it was kind of towards the end of like trying to figure out what's next. Yeah. And, you know, you're like, am I really about to pay, pay X amount of money? Chris Paul. <laughs> For the big bag. <laughs> yeah. right. And you're like, That's I don't even know if he still got it in him. Exactly. You know yep. what I mean? Like, Everyone or, has a shelf life. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, Father Time is undefeated. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And Real so... Talk. And and it's one of those things like you know where if there wasn't anything clear cut that showed that the next phase of party rock was coming or there was a new hit right. to like hold on to, um, then you know you can understand why yeah. they would feel that way. But also as as good and loyal of a friendship and genuine friendship, right versus just business, the genuine friendship is shown when it's like, look, it's all good. Go get your money. Yeah, you know they're I mean? a business. They understand yeah. you guys are a business. So if it's all another business. podcast offered you guys more money and it was like a substantial amount, I'd be like, "Look, bro, loyal to the soil." Man. Nah, fuck that. These podcasts to the, soil. To the day I die. As long as everybody's genuine, bro, and the, the relationships are right, they, yeah. they don't mind where you go, what you do. Yeah. I think yeah. you just got to make the right decisions for yourself. It's one of those things. Like again, I don't know. Loyalty 
takes you further than absolutely any that's why I got tired of me. Yep. There you go. <laughs> there you so go. now if he's on loyal, he has to, you know, look at his arm and be like, damn, I fucked this up. Yeah, man. You know, I, I, I got to go get this tattoo and fix and say unloyal. I was going to ask you guys, you guys, have you guys recently experienced any or been in any uh, situation or scenario where you turned down a bag to stay loyal to a, to a, uh, a situation that you're currently, you are either already in or about to, you know, explore or something like that. Because the and someone offered you like, yo, the the grass looks a little greener on this yeah. side, but you you may not know the logistics of everything on that on that end, and you looking at the cover of the book, but you're not reading the book. Like the book is trash, but the cover looks good. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, have y'all if you have you guys experienced anything like recently, like in the last well, I don't know what couple months, the last year or something like that? I mean, as we're still as- here. <laughs> hey, touche, my nigga. Touche. We haven't shit. Touche. We haven't nah, hey, I'm just saying, we've been with DJ City for ten, ten years. Ten years, maybe a little longer, because the Mickey D show started 2009. I think DJ City moved from uh, its original yeah. location around 2005, 2006. Not gonna say the original location. I mean, I, that's why it's the original location. <laughs> but we we moved, and uh, I remember helping carry. I remember this being, I was there too. Yeah, you were there too. I was like helping. Not to discredit you. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. Um, Joe wasn't there. No, I was he in came college around later. Yeah, I was. In oh, college. you were in college. That's right. Yeah, that's but right. I was the first to take the classes. Oh, good excuse. Yeah, yeah, you were. Yeah, over there getting your education like an idiot. <laughs> getting a degree that don't mean shit. That you, you ain't using. Yeah, you ain't You're using, using that shit. shit. Hey, but, but, when, but when I graduated, I became a substitute teacher. Yeah, you needed yeah. a degree for that. Yeah. And that generated funds to get all my DJ equipment. So it came, the degree came yeah, in handy. Yeah. You used that hey, you know what kind of substitute yeah. teacher Joe was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've never been hit on We got a video. We got a video today. We got a video. <laughs> You got a video of me subbing? No, no. That's that's your that's your teaching plan. We got a video today, ladies and gentlemen. All right, kids. Hey, shout out to all the TV. substitute teachers going through the struggle. Hey, what movie would you keep running back? I Gladiator. Oh. Gladiator. <laughs> he knew it off top. He knew it off top. <laughs> was like, Gladiator. Gladiator was the one. Yo, Gladiator but was it like wasn't up to me, long. though. No, see, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Let me clear up some airways so you motherfuckers that don't like teachers and subs. Joy and shit. Oh, now we, yeah. we woke up. The espresso just hit. Yeah, yeah. So, no, because you're, you're te- the teacher leaves it behind the plan. So yeah, they really yeah. don't. I mean, you have it in your back pocket in case you know, just in case you got to show them something. But you know, they leave you what what they want you to do. And so usually it was like Gladiator or Transformers or what was that movie with Denzel Washington? Like his breakout movie about uh, the I think it was about the Civil War. Morgan Freeman was in it. It was about it was like some sort of war. It was like what like Denzel's breakout. Like I don't know eighty eight or some shit. Anyways, that movie Freedom. I think it was called Freedom. Is that right? Okay. Um, anyway, somebody to fact check that. That movie was big. I remember subs showing us that movie when I was in high school. Oh shit! So, but but Damn, that nigga, that was like a good <laughs> that was a good go to. Um, was it in color? <laughs> See, here's the thing. Did the TV have an antenna on it? Let me clear up something else. All right, all right. We gonna spar. This is the thing. This is Rel. Rel, would he just turn thirty? Thirty three. Thirty three. Even Man, better. Older. I'm thirty six. Rel's thirty three. When it is convenient for him, Rel wants to say, damn, Joe, you old as fuck. You are old. But, but when it comes to, like, old dudes talking about, like, old shit that, that we all, like, enjoy and reminisce on, Rel's like, yeah, I remember those days. No, no, no. You can't have it both ways. You're old. Just you because can't I'm have saying a, you old. I'm three years older than but you. I'm not, but I'm not saying I'm not old. That's, that's how you're taking it. I'm not saying 
Jam Joe, you old as so fuck. So say, damn, we old. But I'm talking about you. We old, We're talking about you and your situation and what you got going on, what you're okay. saying. I feel well, like there were certain things that happened between those three years that, like, you experienced, but, like, Rel wasn't, like, what, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, in, in, in certain age, in certain, in certain decades, three years is a big difference. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For example, in high school, if you 18, you're not dating a 15-year-old. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> <laughs> come on now. We not R. Kelly. Um... <laughs> Uh, but if you if you're 30, it's for another show. If you're 30, you'll date a 27 year old, 33 dating a 30 year old. My wife, my you know my fiance is 30. She's turning 30 this year. So you know what I mean. Like it don't make a difference. So that's what I'm saying. Depending yeah. on what, whatever the decade is or whatever it is, three years makes a difference. You old yeah. nigga, just accept it. But hell, we, we old. Excuse me, uh, I'm gonna start saying. Uh, but I don't understand why you gotta say we old. We we because I'm talking about you. You show your but, age. How do I show my age? Motherfucker, <laughs> 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 I still look like I'm in college. I don't. Do show my age. No, no, that gray hair in your head. Fucking bad wild over here. This is over here in college. Van Wilder, eight years yeah. for the better half of a decade. <laughs> hold on. Can I, hold on. Let me bring this right back. Hold on. I got a story that goes back to what you're actually asking. Versus- oh, yeah, yes. Back to our original, my original question. <laughs> so a little different than how you kind of painted it, but I was given an opportunity, or there was a discussion that I had where um, I was offered a gig. And the gig, I'd even ask, and this is really bad for me to even say this out loud, but like, Fuck it. It's transparency, right? Get to know us. Mm. There's been a couple gigs for sure that I've set up with people, Mm -hmm. set a date, and we never discussed the money. Mm. Like, it was like, you know, it's local enough. It's like nothing that's going to, there's going to be an outside expense, like hotel or like excessive travel, right? So like, there's no crazy expense. I just assume that this person that I have a relationship would know kind of where my value stands. And whatever it is, cool. Let's test it out. I hadn't DJed in a in a in a probably in a minute, let's say. So it's still kind of getting my 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 wheels or the rust off the wheels. And um, so I took the gig, and then I did you know I did my thing, and they immediately were like, "Yo, like we want you back." And I was like, "Okay, Yo. cool." But the amount I got at the end of the night, I was like, you know what? Like I feel like I'm worth a little more, right? I'm I don't I'm not gonna like pull any teeth. So I asked a friend who works at the venue, and I was like, yo, like, um, thank you again. It was fun, blah, blah, blah. But do you think there's a little more room in the budget? You know, because normally I'm this, um, and I like to keep it that way just for the sake of my brand, you mm-hmm. know, and and being able to go to other venues and charge appropriately because you don't want to, like, play favoritism or no. whatever, right? And so the the discussion that came up was basically – Look, with us, like once you're in, you're in. And we're going to bring you back once a month. And this is what you're going to get paid. And you can count on that. Now, we've had guys who will ask for the extra, call it extra 20, 30% more, 40% more. No consistency in the booking. But we probably won't see you for another three or four months Mm. because you're asking for that. And you still got to be killing it more than the other dudes that we bring in monthly. Yeah. Yeah. So, and bringing money to the table. So, exactly. Right. That's key. And so by giving up that 20%, you know, piece on top that you, that I could have fought for. Mm-hmm. Instead, now I'm getting paid every month no matter what. Yeah. yeah. Right. And it's not taxed. <laughs> so no, if it's cash, yeah. 
it's really worth another, you know, exactly. 20, 35%, you know, depending on what bracket you're in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so at the end of the day, I would, I would go towards that loyalty because it's one of those things where, like, I like that room. I like the venue. Hospitality's always been great. Yeah. Even when I go and I'm not DJing, I'm taken care of. Anybody I send is taken care of. It's that respect and that relationship that's there. Absolutely. That is worth way more than that 20% yeah, that I, I would be asking for. Exactly. You know what I mean? I feel like and you have, and, and in that situation, you have more incentive to like want to bring the bring money to the table. You know what oh, I'm saying? Yeah. Like you want to invite your people out. You want to invite your bottle poppers out and want to do that as opposed to someone that's being like, yo, here's what you charge. But we're not giving you anything else like that. You know, people are just kind of like, you know, you walk in the door and you're like, hey, what's going on? What's up? And then, you know, keep it right. moving. All right, cool. I know my purpose of being at this spot is just to come here, DJ for two hours and get the fuck up out of here. Yeah. As opposed to the spot that he, like he said, he broke it down to you, you know? Yeah. Consistent work. We love you. You'll get the hospitality. Even if you show up on a night that you ain't DJing, we got you. We'll take right. care of you, whatever the scenario is. So, yeah. So, I think, you know, like you guys are saying, like, I think that uh, the hospitality always... uh it's going to outweigh the the bag. And well, because if you approach it that way, when they do have somebody cancel or some shit changes, like, they'll hit you first. Yeah, easily. You know? Because you're easy to work with mm-hmm. versus, like, kind of being like, nah, it's got to be this amount. Like, bro, I've seen people walk away from deals. I deal with people on a daily in regards to just buying and selling shoes or product and stuff like yeah. that. Bro, I would have people who they're, like, they're, they're case in point over fucking $20. Oh, I drove an hour. I said, well, you're about to lose another $20 driving that way without this gas. Like, (laughs) it's going to cost you another $20 to go to LA to get another offer anywhere else. Mm -hmm. Like, sometimes people don't understand the concept of money and time. They don't understand the logistics of everything. Energy. Well, here's a question that DJs have had before listening to this and will have if we don't answer it. How long do you do that deal with this company before you ask for more? I think it just comes down to what you're bringing to the table. Are you like, are you bringing more to the table that requires more pay? Exactly. Mm-hmm. I have this. I have this thing in in my head internally, and this could go. This could land however it wants. And if my staff watches this or listens to this, they're, they're, they some of them might feel some type of way. <laughs> they gonna start asking you for raises. You better watch out. You don't out. <laughs> deserve a raise for doing your fucking job. Exactly. Right. Like, sorry, as a DJ. You don't deserve a raise for doing your fucking job. You do your job. You're getting paid to do your job. Yeah. You want more? Do more. Yeah. Right? So in the case of a DJ, what can you do that's more? Well, you could bring more people. Yeah. You could bring clients to spend money. Mm-hmm. You you can add, like, are you marketing? Are you branding? Are you doing everything? Did you take, are you uh, making sure there's a photographer or a videographer are you investing in that? Then, exactly. I, then I think at that point, it's like, oh, you're asking for money, but I see you spending the money to get the money. Yeah. That makes sense. But if you think that if you just show up, plug in your laptop, play the records, do your thing, go home, and go home for a year, that doesn't, you don't inherit a, a raise. Yeah. Like, no, not at all. I think there are, there is a very, very, very small handful of DJs that get a cut of the clients they bring. And, yeah, no, and there, I think those yeah, guys is. are very smart because they know yeah. they figured out their worth and and they're also working with people that see the value in them. You can't just do that yeah. with anybody because you'll get cut off yeah. like the group you're talking about. 
if I'm sure if you DJed once and you said, all right, that was fun, but this is how it has to be, they'll be like, uh, okay, thanks anyways, we're good. Yeah. We're still getting money. Well, you, everybody has to understand their position and their leverage, yeah, right? So, for like, sure. <laughs> shout out to my boy Chris, who owns a company called The Leverage. He had, he had a screenshot today. Somebody asked him for advice. They said, um, yo, how... Fuck, I don't want to misquote this, so I want to pull it up because it's fucking funny, but mm-hmm. it's true as fuck. So we can take your time. We can chop it up. Yeah, and I think it's really important for people to understand that, like, if you want to get ahead in life, and this isn't... Look, again, we're not a mot- motivational podcast. I'm no. not fucking Gary Vee, but, I own, <laughs> exactly. but I think we're all is, business yeah, owners in common, our own way. This is common sense in a, way, in a, in a sense. I mean, at this common point, sense. at this age, I think it should be common sense. And that if you want to do anything above and beyond in your life, you got to step out of your fucking comfort zone mm-hmm. and just shoot your shot. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And the only way you're going to learn what to do is to miss. Like, and just keep missing until you get it right. Until Start you start making a shot. Anyway, somebody asked him, like, um, I want to know how, how, do you, how do you use leverage? Because I feel like I have leverage right now at my company that I'm in, but I don't know how to use my leverage. He asked this to my friend. Mm-hmm. My friend said, Chris said, threaten to quit. If they let you walk, you ain't got the leverage. You ain't got the leverage. <laughs> and that's you gotta jump. You got to jump. Like, you want to feel some type of way and that you that you have some power? Well, shit. You'll find out real quick. It, but not everybody's going to have the balls to find out. Yeah. That's one of those things. So, you know, a story came to mind and, and it's kind of convenient, the timing of this, uh, when you were talking about Getting getting paid consistently, you know, every month as opposed to every three months. Yeah. Um. So you know, Showtime just put out hits on the Hitsville, the Motown yes. documentary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so um, for those that don't know, Barry Gordy. Well, you should know Barry Gordy is the creator of Motown, but Barry Gordy is Red Foo's father, who I was a tour DJ for, and so um, I went to Barry's house, uh, 2014, I think, and he showed us this his. Motown documentary, all the footage he had accumulated throughout the uh, the decades, and the rise and fall of it, and he put, you know, he gave his version of it, which probably is the the correct version, the accurate version, um, because there's also there's a lot of like documentaries on each group or movies about each group, Lifetime movies on these groups. Uh, so, so we're watching it, and I don't know if this part of it is going to come out on Showtime because, to my knowledge, Showtime put their own kind of spin on it. To, to make it look prettier and brighter. But um, but what I remember, what story came to mind is at that time when Motown was hot on fire, tra- you know, album after album, track after track, they got this, they got their own thing and it's blowing up. The Beatles reached out to Barry. Yeah. We see what you're doing over there. We want you to write a song for us. These are the terms. And one a big part of the terms was you only get a penny of the song. Now, now you can say back in the days that that might have been still was a, a, a decent kind it, of like cut. it's mm-hmm. it's. I mean, for someone like like any of us back in the days would have been like hell yeah. <laughs> but when you're Motown, you're thinking we're, we're this monster, we're this thing. We mm. we deserve. We probably deserve more. End of the day, that's the Beatles in their prime. Yeah. So again, pre social media. Um, I don't even know if they're like. I guess they didn't communicate through telephone, but they were sending, I think it was through mail. They were sending letters to each other or Jeez. telegram or some shit. And Motown, they said, you have a week to figure it out. 
This is I was not born around this Listen, time. Okay. It's too no. easy. Listen, motherfuckers. Listen, motherfuckers. I was born in '83. That's not what I was trying to say. Rel, I need you to move on. But your mind is there. We're not growing, Rel. We're not growing. I was trying to figure out how you would slide in a girl's DM through mail. I'm just saying. How long would it take to finally get a new bag? She responded. She responded. Big ass. No, thank you. No. Damn, imagine that. Waiting a week. Oh um, my god! You so, gotta so send out like you gotta send out like ten letters. <laughs> Did you get it? Did you get it? Did it go? Did it go through? All right. So, um, so they they had a week to respond, and uh, I like I don't know how things work when you communicate via Telegram or whatever, but they took a while to respond, and. Uh, <laughs> Abner, I can't focus if you're laughing, bro. I can't. Spooky oh, films over here fucking me up. Oh man. So so they they waited they waited they waited because they wanted to think about it. Barry and Smokey doing the figuring it out, and then they said, "Okay, we'll do it." But by the time they responded, it was too late, mm. or it was like right before the deadline, and the Beatles were like, "You know what? We're good." Damn. So, so Barry's whole thing after all that was, it's better to have a penny of something than a penny of nothing. nothing. You know what I mean? So, Warren Buffett did that with Coca Cola. I think he just raised the price of a. They were doing like he raised it a cent, right? It was something like yeah, raising it a penny because if they did a billion dollars, it's like an extra million dollars in sales. They would yeah. That's fucking crazy. Thinking about that, yeah. I I mean I have a real quick example with us the way we think. at Mag Park, Mag Park, you know, we sell, again, we sell shoes, apparel, different things like that. And so we used to have this mentality that, oh, if we're going to sell a shoe for 200 bucks, we want to be able to at least make, um, I don't know, call it $50, right? Okay. And then so um, if you're making $50 on the $200 uh, purchase, it's, uh, what is that, like 25%, 25% ROI? Yeah. And then so, um, <clears throat> so for us, I think it might be more. It's like thirty three percent. But there's two different ways I, I think about it. But okay, sorry. Um, but the point is, if if the shoe's worth two hundred dollars, I buy it for a hundred fifty. But I know it would sell immediately at one seventy five. Or it'll take a week for it to sell at 200. That's true market value. Yeah. yeah. Well, what's better, right? And so if you have that shoe, that that 150 bucks, right, that rotates, you're going to sell it for 200 once a week. That's uh, four weeks. That's $200 profit you're going to make on that re- revolution. Yeah. Right? Versus 175. 175, but I would sell it the same day. Now I'm making $25 a day. And profit. Mm. So you make more money even though you're not getting as much. Yeah. Right. Because it just comes down to the uh, the appreciation of being able to revolve the cash. Mm. And so sometimes with loyalty, you know what I mean? There's opportunities for you to just be able to turn more money than it is to yeah. quote unquote hold out. And you know, and I think you, you got it's it's up to your circumstance to decide in that situation specifically and the people you're working with. Like, which route makes the most sense. sense? Because there's definitely people that I turn down immediately unless it's a certain number. Yeah. And it comes down to, well, 
How many people fit in the venue? Like, do you already have a established business? What's expected of me? And, like, and and one thing we didn't cover was how long does how long do you think this venue is going to last? Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, and obviously we were in a, a nice situation, but you know, if we're talking about a small city situation and you got the hot new venue hitting you up and you've been working with a venue that's been open for five years and crowds, not as pretty as it used to be. Um, they're not spending as much money. They're not making as much money. All the money's going towards to you yeah. and not the other DJs. You know, you got to think like, how long can they do? Do they, are they inspired to flip this and make it a, a, a more profitable situation? Or are we going to have this slow and steady decline? You know, do you want to stick with that or do you want to go in the hot new situation? Yeah. And, you know, obviously you want to do your research, but, you know, you, you there there are a lot of different ways of looking at it. So if you are in this situation, you got to do your research, figure out what works best for you. Yeah. So, you know, if we got to leave our DJ um, listeners with some sort of advice, because one of the main things that I, I, I think that um, we want to accomplish from this podcast is to be able to give you at least direction versus the vague do what you do yeah or pick your poison you'll you'll get it <laughs> exactly or just be you <laughs> do you do you that doesn't boo. help nobody let's let's like let's help each other out and say you know um you know do your research yeah you know read like you said whatever read the concept depending on the situation whatever yeah. makes sense you know what i mean is that's what you got to do know your know your worth know your value and then you know move forward from there you know what i'm saying and it's just like obviously Looking at a, a broader picture, hospitality is always going to seem, it's always yeah. going to be the the better route to go yeah. than just the money one. But there will be scenarios where you'll be like, like you said, if this is a, a here today, gone tomorrow situation, then the money might be good. Like, I'm going to go get my bag and then be here and then go yeah. on to the next situation. But if there's something yeah. that you know is going to have some some longevity to it, then... You know, the hospitality and building those relationships obviously makes sense. So I think right now, too, for us, you know, for the most part, we're in a we're not necessarily in um, any awkward positions where we have to be loyal to only one quote unquote vendor. Right. Unless no. you get into their cities. Absolutely. At that yeah. point, depending on what you're asking for, yeah. then it's like, OK, cool. Well, if you want my exclusivity. Obviously, it's going to cost, gonna cost a, little a little more, bit more. Yeah. because it makes financial sense for me to go to other venues in your area. Mm-hmm. But if you want me for you, hey, we can do that. You can do it, it's, but it's going to cost you. We don't. It's just a simple conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, in my case, I've done events where it's just me, just Mickey War. I've also done events where it's Mag Park. Mag Park has completely different analytics, <laughs> right? Than, than Mickey War. and reach than yeah. Mickey War does. No disrespect right? to Mickey, even War. though no, no disrespect. <laughs> So when I do package something and they want me to like post and make Mag Park a part of it yeah. and all those different things, well, now we're going to talk a different contract or a different um, expectations and, yeah. and things like that. And I'll tell you this right now, like I've done a handful of events with Mag and typically it's always looking like four to five, six times more than what I get paid as an individual. Mm-hmm. And For so, all you bookers out there, take note of that. You know yeah. what I mean? But, I, you know, I, I want to make sure it's done done correctly and so um you know that's the most important thing yeah but i think we ran out of time for sure ran out yeah. of time episode five a competition in the books se acabó se acabado la mierda yeah. way la mierda way oh, okay joe you see me you see you where's your mom i got spanish in my back mm-hmm. pocket now mm-hmm. she's still she's, she's still hey she, we're doing business she's selling me houses and all shit. right this shit is over